Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman, and I got my microphone here, I got my headset here, I'm ready to do a show. And I trust me, I'm a real nice guy. I'm a real nice guy most of the time. In fact, I want to give you a few random thoughts that popped in my head while I was just sitting here before the show. So let me ask you something. Does it, why does it always look like Adam Schiff is whistling? Now, if you're a YouTuber or a TikToker or something like that, you like making little videos, it would be really interesting if you took a bunch of stills. I just did an image search for Adam Schiff uh, on Google, and there are a ton of pictures where he looks like he's whistling. So here's what you do is you go download every single one of those ones where it looks like he's whistling, and then you put a, a tune, a whistling tune, like that, a whistling tune from Kill Bill. I see. I can't, I can't whistle now. And you just keep switching between still images and stuff like that. You can have that. You can go and try to do that, try to be the first one to do it, whistling Adam Schiff, because I think that could, be a, that could be a trending topic right there. I mean, seriously, I went to Adam Schiff image search. There, there must have been like 20 pictures of him where it looks, 20 different pictures where it looks like he's whistling. And you can have that. You can have that. Now, here's the thing about C-3PO as well. When it comes to C-3PO, when he came in there and he like, saw Han Solo, he had to see Han Solo kissing Leia. All right. You, if you've been programmed in six million forms of communication, certainly you understand. Certainly one of that six million forms of communication has to be body language, nonverbal cues. Certainly that has to be in there somewhere or else. Why would you even be like humanoid shaped in case you needed to do sign language? Because that's that's why he's human shaped in case you need to do sign language. So C3PO knew what he was doing. He knew he was cock blocking Han Solo. And here's the thing about being cock blocked by a damn robot you know i whew, i never would have reassembled them once i got to the city it's like just you left them in the trash watch just watch just leave them in the trash chewy that's where he belongs anyway just a few random thoughts before we get into the unpleasant part of the show let's just get it out of the way all right enough i'm sick of it I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of the masks. I'm sick of the hand sanitizer. I'm sick of the people burning cities. I'm sick of people rioting in the streets. I'm sick of people pulling down statues. We need to know our history. History. We need to remember how horrible we were or else we will do it again like you are now. All right, and those of you who think that, you know, <laughs> I don't want to put a, like a, 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 a spin on this or take a side in this particular rant, but I, I, th I feel like I have to because a lot of people don't understand the facts that the you know, Republican Party was formed in direct opposition to, to slavery, okay? You want to know who the racists are? They're the Democrats, all right? Anyway, that's as partisan as I really want to get right now in this, but here's the thing. is like I just don't know why you generalized second person plural, why you, generalized second person plural, are so fucking obsessed about the melanin, melanin content of people's characters when all I see is loosey-goosey lawlessness in American streets. I'm sick of a generation of children pissed off that they don't have a virtuous war to fight or true civil rights issues to tackle in a, in a, in a, in a nation that's so wonderful where things are so great and everyone's so tolerant, everyone's looking for Nazis, when there's so few... There's so few. You want me to end, like, say I had magical power and I wanted to end all racist people and I snap my fingers. Boom, snap my fingers. All racist people in America are gone. 300 people go missing. That's really what we're talking about. And half of those people are in prison. <laughs> all right, 300 is a little low. Well, 3,000 people go missing. <sighs> anyway, uh, so these kids, they don't have a virtuous war to fight. They don't have true civil rights uh, issues to tackle. So they invent racists where there are none. A drunk driver fights cops, punches cops, steals a weapon, and uses it, attempts to use it on them and gets shot. That's what should happen. You should not be able to fight cops with no repercussions. All right, I, I know you want I know you want cops out there with uh, uh, <laughs> wrapped in pillows and lace 
and keeping, keeping the peace that way. But that's not how it works. If you're drunk and you're getting arrested and then you fight the cops and you steal a weapon, you punch a couple of cops, you get shot, that's on you, dude. That's on you, dude. And it has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has to do with crime and punishment. All right? You commit a crime in that manner, all right? It's not, if you go, if you steal a bunch of money from a bank and it's like, I have a gun in my pocket and they catch you, they say, uh, I don't have a gun. And then you, you're just going to get arrested for that one crime. You like, you robbed a bank. You didn't have a gun. Would that be, I guess it would be like second degree armed robbery. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, a drunk driver fights the cops, gets shot as he should. But because of the color of this criminal's skin, it's a whole thing. If he were white and they shot him outright, no one would give a shit. Because that shit happens in real life every day. Wave. It never catches the media cycle because it's a white guy. And so don't tell me it's that I'm the racist when all you are focused on is the skin color of the victim, quote unquote, victim or criminal. Both in quotes, victim and criminal in quotes. So go ahead, tear down the Confederate statues and burn Atlanta. Go ahead. Are they pulling any uh, pulling down any William Tecumseh Sherman statues? I doubt it. No, because they're children. They're children doing these things and they don't even understand that reference. They should read these statues, understand what these statues are about. Learn something. They don't get these references because they were spared the rod. They grew up without fathers. They were raised by gold-digging mothers collecting alimony. Or welfare. Because that sort of like breaks the family apart. Anyway, and they were taught to access access and entertain their every whimsical feeling in order to nurture it as if it's important. It's a generation of spoiled little shitheads that are so confused about life that they make up genders. So fuck all that bullshit. I've had it up to here with all of it. And I can't wait for the National Guard and police to pump you all full of rubber bullets so you have welts and bruises for weeks as you lick your wounds in your mother's basement waiting for your court date. So call me whatever you want. Speculate upon my motivations based upon the color of my skin. I don't care. Tear your cities down. I don't care anymore. You're playing a very dangerous game, and people like me are sick of it. We are well-armed. We are registered to vote. So call me whatever you like. But if you engage me, you set upon me or mine, my friends and family, my multicultural family called America... It's on. I've actually been in a fight, you Antifa shitheads. Stand warned. You know, it depresses me. It depresses me because society, sooner or later, tries to make a break for authoritarianism. I think the founding fathers knew it, and that's why they designed our system this way. Either by way of the left or by the right. By the right. Society eventually takes a turn for uh, authoritarianism. Some, ca- some countries can't avoid it, somehow can't avoid it, and some countries can. The United States has been avoiding authoritarianism for a very long time. It depresses me that every now and then it makes a break for authoritarianism. But America has this delicate balance between both ideological extreme- extremes. You start mucking around with that balance, and we could all lose the good fight. Excuse me for burping. So I was thinking about um, John Boyega, specifically Finn, Finn from Star Wars. And so my is I see him in these uh, in these movies using an American accent, and the only thing I'm thinking is why. He's naturally, he's Brit- naturally British. He's naturally British. He is British, and he has an English accent. So why isn't he speaking with an English accent in the Star Wars movies? And, I mean, after all, I mean, 
even in the first Star Wars movies, there were a ton of Brits walking around the Star Destroyers and Death Stars. Oh, oh hello, Nigel. Like, are you on duty yet? No, 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 no. No, Sebastian. So why wouldn't he be speaking like that in the Star Wars movies? Why would he have an American accent? I mean, even even uh, Captain Phasma. Phasma had a, had a British accent. And so if you're growing up around all these people at Star Destroyers... <laughs> and other British-speaking people that are in the empire, um, if they have all these uh, British-speaking people, why would, you, he, why would he pick up an American accent in, in, instead of an English one, since uh, uh, English accents are ubiquitous on Star Destroyers and Death Stars? So um, I don't know where he picked up this, uh, this American-style accent of basic, which I believe is what they call it in uh, the, the canon. <laughs> Star Wars, the language they speak is basic. And so it's it's whatever they called English a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Anyway, so there's two versions of basic, at least. At least in Star Wars. All right, and these two versions of basic are the, the American English that, like, Mark Hamill spoke, Carrie Fisher spoke, you know, and then you have the, uh, the Sir Alec Guinnesses and the uh, Peter Cushings, you know, you have two uh, two different types, and so I, I can understand two different two different accents when it comes to uh, basic in this world. And um, I can understand that you know you can have people speaking basic on Corellia, you can have people speaking basic on Naboo, and there would could be a difference between the accents. But in reality, they probably have two completely different languages. Now it is called basic, which it seems to imply that it is the most common uh, language spoken in that galaxy. Okay, so maybe everyone speaks it. But if everyone speaks it, there would be a ton more different accents. You know, there would be like an Irish planet or something like that. Hello. Well, welcome to me, Irish planet. We learn it. We speak basic in our own way. You could have, you could have the Irish. The Irish. The Irish planet. Or people with Irish accents. Or like Scotty. Or you could have South African accents. People with South African accents. You would see more diversity in that regard if basic is truly that common. If basic is truly that m common, you would have a ton of accents that m don't make any sense. Think about like Ilhan Omar, all right, and the way she speaks English, where it has all these weird inflections, you know. You would have a ton of people with these strange English accents that they just made up of, and they'll be based upon their home planet or whatever. It could be something like uh, like uh, choppy and poorly inflected basic accents. By people who learn basic in a university on their own planet, where basic is not spoken. You know, you'd have weird accents. Have you ever heard French Canadians speak English? Oh, my God. There would be a ton of different accents there in the Star Wars universe if basic is truly spoken all over, so, uh, on so many planets in that galaxy. So, seriously, why have these accents at all? You know? Is there an accent between Admiral Akbar and the other squid boys he's got? What are they called? Mount Mon Calamari? Mon Calamari? <laughs> it seems like, uh, I don't know, like two-thirds of the way into the writing Star Wars, uh, George Lucas just gave up on original names. <laughs> so I think that's the thing, is that George Lucas just had to get Sir Alec Guinness, and the next thing you know, here we are in 2020 saying, hey, what's up with all these, why aren't there enough weird accents <laughs> in Star Wars? At least that's, that's what I'm asking. So I was listening to Culture Club, and I was uh, looking at stacks of fake money on the Internet. You know, you can buy this stuff for, like, it's for movie props and so forth. You get fake money. And so I figure for about 100 bucks. I can get me a briefcase full of fake cash. So that just means 30 people, 30 people need to sign up over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. If 30 people sign up at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, I'll be able to afford a briefcase full of fake cash. And I can't wait to have it because that's what I've been thinking about. You know, I, you know how it is. It's the middle of the summer. You're thinking about what you want for Christmas. And so I was thinking, you know, I want a briefcase full of fake cash. Because think about it. It'd be so much fun to just walk around, you know, walking around town or something like that. You see a, a Ferrari, some dude standing next to a Ferrari on the street, and you walk up to him. It's like, ah, oh, this is a nice car. And you got your briefcase. You walk around the car. This is a very nice Ferrari. And then you take the briefcase. You pop it on the back of the Ferrari. You pop it open, and you lift it up, lift up the cover. 
He show him all the cash. I will give you this briefcase in exchange for your auto. All right, and I'm using that accent because uh, I could. I think euros would be cheaper, and plus Americans wouldn't be able to tell right away like a, a fake euro. Um, Americans could be quicker to spot American currency, but you know, I could give you this one million euros for your auto. I want to buy it right now. That's just the kind of guy I am. And then I could, um, or or. Or I could wear a tuxedo and go to like bar or like pool halls or something like that and find a couple, find a couple somewhere and just walk up to them. And I, I'll have American bills at this point. I'm not going to do an accent in the pool hall. Yeah, that's a good way to get beat up. And so I will go, uh, go up to this couple. I'll walk up to this couple and I'll, I'll take this briefcase, pop it down the, on the pool table, pop it open and show them I'll give you $1 million for one night with your wife. Oh, she's your girlfriend? You're not married to her? Okay. One million dollars for one night with your girlfriend. I think, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to use dollars for that particular indecent proposal. Or, or maybe we, I could get, I can take that briefcase, I can leave it in here in the studio, and uh, next to a couple of Ziploc bags full of powdered sugar, and leave leave that camera on, the 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 wide shot camera, see what people do if I got a <laughs> briefcase full of fake cash and two big bags full of powdered sugar. Just to mess with the people who work here at FXBG Public Radio. Anyway, I mean, so, yeah, so definitely become a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkey. Hold on, I'm getting a text. It's from my lawyer. He listens. He loves the show. He, he's constantly listening to my show. Oh, So, um, <laughs> uh, trying to purchase anything with fake currency is a federal crime. So I'm going to just stop talking about this right now. But seriously, though, you should go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyready. I would love for 30 of you to sign up. And if, if, 30, if 30 of you sign up, the 31st person who becomes a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio will receive a briefcase full of 1 million euros. Wink, wink. My, hold on, my lawyer's blowing up my phone. I'll I'll deal with him later. Anyway, so yeah, I just I'd really like Culture Club. Give me some love, but don't waste my time. Oh, fake money. I don't care what anyone says. Culture Club is a good good band. It's a good band. I don't care what anyone says. You know, you can say what you. Jeez, Louise. Lawyer, light me up. Anyway. I don't care what anyone says. Culture Club is a good group. I mean, their hits are really good tunes. Culture Club is really good. So I'm, you could say that Boy George has an excellent singing voice, and he does. All right. But um, Culture Club specifically uh, had a very unique energy to them, and it was a very unique unique sound. I know I know. there's tons of people out there that's like, oh, it's pop. It's pop. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with pop. Queen wrote plenty of pop songs, and sometimes they rocked out. Sometimes they played ragtime. Sometimes they played ballroom. Sometimes they played Wembley. Stadium. Ooh, I ran through those pretty quickly, pretty quickly. So um, I'll talk a little bit about writing, writing thing, my writing experience. Um, I took journalism in high school and this is before I took creative writing. And, uh, this was in the early nineties. Uh, I took journalism. Ah, I took journalism. <laughs> yeah. There was a time when I wanted to be a reporter, uh, or, or news writer. And basically I was just trying to get one of those, um, jobs that superheroes have. All right. Uh, so I couldn't be a scientist because there's too much math involved in science. I couldn't be an independently wealthy business, uh, philanthropist, too poor um so the only real job i could have i could shoot for as a superhero job is the clark kent type of job and be a reporter and so that's basically where my thought process was when i was like 14 13 14 <laughs> that's how you become a superhero get in the right career field so I, I went into this journalism class and i wanted to learn how to write and this is back in the early 90s like i said and back in those days there was still journalist integrity 
I don't know if you've ever heard of journalist, journalistic integrity. Journalistic, that seems a little, I don't know, journalistic. Let's say journalist integrity. Journalistic. Is that even a word? Let me, let me do a quick, quick look up real quick. But, I mean, this used to be a thing. There used to also be a thing called the Fairness Doctrine in terms of uh, how news works. You should look that up. Journ, journalistic. It's a word. Eh, it is a word. I don't know. Sometimes you get a like word has too many suffixes, and you're just like, I don't trust you. There are too many suffixes. <laughs> There's too many eyes here. <laughs> anyway, there is a such a thing as journalistic integrity, and it used to be a thing. And when I went into journalism, when I was in journalism class, basically the journalism class means it was a, a group of classes that all worked collectively towards the school paper. If you take it to journalism class, you're basically de facto working for the school paper. And uh, they wanted me, they, they said I was a good writer, they said I was, uh, I was able to keep impartial, which I've, I heartily disagreed with, but I mean, I guess I was better, more impartial than other people in the class. And my teacher, Mrs. Pendleton, never forget her, because uh, that woman talked like she was reading a newspaper, which means boring. And that's what journalism should be. N newspapers should bore the shit out of you. But that's not the way journalism works today. All right? I got out of journalism. I got out of working at the new school, school paper, even though they loved how good I was at layouts and how good I was at writing. I got out of that because I didn't think that I could maintain journalistic integrity of being impartial when writing. Because I knew that about myself. And here I am today being a very, very opinionated 40-something. <laughs> and it's not journalism. This is not journalism. I may have a segment called The News Worth Knowing coming up very soon. But that does not make me a journalist. It just means I'm a guy who, who would read the newspaper and laugh at it and make fun of the stories. So I got out of journalism. And the next year, I didn't take Journalism 102 or whatever it was. I took creative writing. And that's where I, I really wanted to be. It's where I really enjoyed, I, you know, it's a free-form free form, free form format, tongue twisters. And I was able, it was either poetry, it was prose, it was stories, it was anything. Anything you wanted. It could be biased. It could be opinionated. It could be a rant. I actually wrote quote-unquote rants. People loved this. <laughs> I actually wrote a book called The Ravings of a Madman. You can get it on Amazon.com for digital download. Search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. Just me ranting. A couple hundred pages or so. It, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's just like this podcast in many ways. In fact, a lot of the sub subject matter has been used on podcasts. But that's why I got out of journalism. It's because I knew I couldn't be impartial. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to being impartial when when it comes to writing, it is incredibly difficult to be impartial. Now, here's the thing. Try it yourself. Tr give, me, give me 300 world, uh, words. Give me 300 words on the Atlanta protests. Now, you see how I did that quote fingers right there? That's bias. That's what bias is. No matter how right I am, in my opinions, no matter how right I am, it's still biased. So instead of writing, uh, instead of journalism, I found my home in creative writing. I feel like I could move, but I feel like I can move into journalism today. And I'll tell you why. It's because it seems out there that creative writing is a very big part of what a lot of quote-unquote journalists are doing. They are seriously out there just making shit up, all right? Especially when it comes to how they frame a narrative, how they frame a story. People can't go to church, and that's a good thing because we don't want people sick. Hey, it's okay to go like 75,000 of you to squeeze into one little area. That's okay. COVID can't bother you that way. So that's why I'm like sick of the masks, sick of all this bullshit. And it's like, let's quit pretending anyone really cares about this COVID thing anymore. Because there's a ton of people out in the streets 
<laughs> and all the smart people are staying at home loading their magazines. Making sure they got MREs and water in their basement. Because no telling what these, these idiots are going to do. And just because there's 75,000 of you in one place, that's a very small percentage of the entire United States population. There's a large, silent majority of people who are not going to protest. And the problem is that they know that sometimes a protest can very easily turn into a riot. You know, one person throws a rock, one person throws a bottle, and all of a sudden it's an unlawful assembly. In my opinion, I'm hardline. Obviously, if you heard the first part of my show, you know I'm a little hardline, especially when it comes to law and order. Yes, you have the right to protest anything you want. But as soon as a rock gets thrown, as soon as a bottle gets thrown, that's an unlawful assembly. That is, that is uh, domestic terrorism at that point, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying we should gun you down, you know, like this isn't like Kent State or anything like that. What I'm saying is that it's... I would bring uh, tanks that shoot water cannons. That's cool. I mean, plus, you know, it could, you know, wash the streets down, wash all the poo down that's in the cities, you know, get it down on the drains. Just a bunch of water cannon tanks, you know, just spraying the hell out of everybody, washing all the poop off the homeless people, quote unquote, slash protesters that are out there. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm such a hard ass, but I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the lawlessness. Lucy Lawless. You like them Amazon chicks? I do. I always thought like Wonder Woman. It was it was it was funny because they uh, frequently make Wonder Woman smaller uh, than Superman, but it makes more sense that she would be like six foot three. You know, Kryptonians, for example. I guess. Yeah, I guess Superman would be tall. But I bet, like, Wonder Woman and Superman could be, like, the same height. And Wonder Woman could possibly be taller and beefier, you know? And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with beefy chicks who are, can, uh, who are strong. It's sexy. It is sexy. It, it, I'm not saying, like, these bodybuilder women's. It's, at some point, too much definition looks a little gross. That being said, there's nothing wrong with... A, an Amazon beauty, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, the petite girls are cute and everything, and you know, you feel like you have to protect them, but a girl that goes back to back with you in a fist fight, hell yeah, that sounds awesome, that's a, that's a true team member, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's like, like we, we're gonna have to kick these dudes' asses, it's like, yeah, let's fuck them up, <laughs> I love you, baby, I love you too, baby, <laughs> that's awesome to me, that's awesome to me. And so it's just that, you know, there's so many women out there, so many different types of women, and they're all so goddamn cute. They're all so damn wonderful. It's just, it's, it's hard for a guy like me at 43 years old. I like to tell myself, it's like, there's just so many options. I don't know what flavor I want to keep forever. Vanilla. That's, that's the thing. It's like people, like, you like ice cream? It's like, yeah, what flavor? And I was like, vanilla. And they're like, really? Is it any, look. I'll get back to you later, lawyer. Well, he is so mad. Yeah, that's the thing about ice cream with me. It's like people would like, we'll go to a fancy ice cream place and it's like, I'll get vanilla ice cream. You're like, really? Really, honky boy? You like vanilla ice cream? It's like, I'm sorry. It's the only, only thing I like vanilla. I don't like vanilla milkshakes, but I love vanilla ice cream. I prefer chocolate milkshakes. That's just the way I like my chocolate. I like my chocolate and bars. Usually alone, I don't like a whole bunch of stuff thrown in unless it's like um, uh, like almonds and peanuts. Nuts, basically. Just to keep me on the insane side. Oh, I'm spitting on the mic, all over the mic like Freddie Mercury. My bad. Anyway, we're going to get into the news worth knowing. Um, EK's out of the room. He may have to deal, maybe do, switching some wires around back there. But, you know, we'll put the stinger in sooner or later. Let's go to the news worth knowing. Oh, boy. Let's get into something benign. Start Starting. Jeez, lawyer. Jeez. Okay, it's all good. Okay, it's all good. That wasn't my lawyer. That is EK letting me know that it looks like F, uh, FXPG Public Radio has 
gone live with its Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash fxbgpublicradio and become a patron. I understand if you don't like my show. That makes sense. It, if, if you don't want to support my show, you don't want to become a patron for my show, go ahead and be, be a patron for um, FXBG Public Radio so that uh, in the, like you become like, I'm sure we'll make a tier where it's like kick, kick the bad man off the air tier. No, we're not. No, we're not. Let's get into the news worth knowing. All right. So um, fireworks complaints surge as high as 4,000% in the Northeast, in Northeast cities. All right. Residents in, in a region still emerging from its coronavirus lockdown are now flooding police, fire department, and government hotlines to report loud, obnoxious fireworks going off during all hours of the night, with complaints, complaints increasing as much as 4,000% compared to last year in places like New York City. Quote, there's something louder, longer, and crazier about it that's weird. Uh, Phoebe Strablo. Strablo? Streblo. Phoebe Strablo, a Brooklyn resident living in, uh, in the neighborhood with the Big Apple's most complaints so far, told Gothamist, quote, just, a sheer, just the sheer cost alone of these project productions is suspect. They're about the size of fireworks at a minor league ballpark. Gothamist, citing New York City data, reported Monday that there were 849 fireworks-related complaints made to its 311 hotline in the last two weeks, up from just 21 during the same time last year. In Boston, hit the, hit the news worth no one stinger. See, we promised you we'd give it, give it to you. Okay, in Boston, Mayor Marty Walsh said last week that fireworks calls uh, to the city's police department were up 2,300% in May, leading it to issue numerous warnings reminding residents that fireworks are illegal for private citizens to possess or use in the state of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massholes, you know. Quote, when I saw that number, I thought it was a misprint. Walsh was quoted in the Boston Globe as saying, almost every single elected official in every single neighborhood has reached out uh, to us here about these fireworks. People are frightened. People are losing sleep. Babies and kids are woken up. Pets are terrified. Our veterans and others with PSTD, PTSD, obviously, are expecting real harm, and it's a real fire hazard in our city, he added. And in the first week of June alone, police ha there have received 1,445 calls about fireworks, up from 22 during the, sa during the same week last year, according to the Boston Herald. Wow. Oh. Excuse me. Elsewhere, fire fireworks call calls are reportedly up 700% this year in New York State, uh, capital of Albany, and in Syracuse, another city, large city nearby. Police have, uh, so far have recorded hundreds of complaints, according to Syracuse.com. While the exact cause of the spikes remains unclear, police and industry insiders believe boredom from coronavirus stay-at-home orders is a driving factor. These guys are brilliant. Really? You think so? A bunch of rich people in New York who are just blowing money on fireworks? Quote, I think a lot of it is due to the COVID lockdown. Worcester? Worcester? Sorry. It's been a long time since I lived in New York State. Worcester Police Lieutenant Sean Murtha, whose city in Massachusetts is also experiencing an uptick in fireworks complaints, he told WFXT, quote, people are bored and now it's nice weather, so people want to go out and it's something they can do without being in a large crowd. <clears throat> William Weimer, Weimer, William Weimer, the vice president of Phantom Fireworks, who operates three, three showrooms in New Hampshire, just north of the Massachusetts border, told Boston Magazine that the cancellation of many public celebrations this upcoming 4th of July because of coronavirus could also be contributing to the in increase in amateur shows. It's not our fault. <laughs> We're making a mint. Uh, the quote, the corollary is to that is that people are doing uh, going to do small manageable displays of fireworks at their homes, he said, adding the fact that the people have been uh, cooped up and now they're busting at the seams. Yeah, it's either bunch of fireworks or a riot. Weimer told Boston Magazine that sales are up this year at Phantom, uh, Phantom stores nationwide. Buy our, buy our product. And because coronavirus restrictions have limited foot capacity at the store, shoppers are being advised to come in and buy early to avoid missing out. 
In one effort to cut back on the noise, police in Lawrence, Massachusetts, are asking residents to discuss the inherent danger, quote, discuss the inherent dangers of fireworks with their teenage children and, uh, and the adverse effects it has on our neighborhoods. Quote, due to the fact that the city is situated close to the New Hampshire, it is believed that these fireworks are being purchased in New Hampshire and illegally transported across the Massachusetts border. You don't say. Is that how it works? Is that how the economy of south of the border works? And that's, that's what it's like for us in Virginia. We go to south of the border. Quote, due to the fact, blah, blah, blah. Wait, yeah, Massachusetts border. Quote, as a result, the department is working with Massachusetts and New Hampshire State Police. Yeah, good luck. You think cops, you think state troopers wanted to be state troopers so they could track down illegal fireworks? I mean, it's not like it was back, I think it was like the 1930s. There was a big rash of like, because uh, there was no, there was no, uh, I want to say it's the 1930s. I can't remember exactly. But uh, there was a time when there was no restrictions anywhere about fireworks. And they were literally like bombs, like <laughs> sticks of dynamite. It, uh, there was a, a lot of people were like blowing off their hands, people dying in fireworks. And that's when they like implemented all these laws involving fireworks and so forth. It, you, you can uh, you could say some of it's a good idea. But I mean, if you if you live in a shitty state where they don't allow any any good fireworks, you know, sparklers and snakes, you know, <laughs> it's the consumer. Joe Dirt style, you know. Husker do's, husker don'ts, with or without the swizzle stick. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. People love fireworks. I mean, that's all there is to it. And I'd rather you send off a bunch of fireworks than burn your city to the ground. Let's talk about crazy-ass Jim Carrey destroying his legacy. Anyway, Jim Carrey floats conspiracy theory that Trump may be the first U.S. president to defect. Okay. He floated a conspiracy theory to his Twitter followers warning that Donald Trump may be the, may be the first U.S. President to defect to a foreign country. The 58-year-old Kidding Star shared the message along with other politically charged uh, piece of artwork created by him. His latest painting appears uh, to show the Russian President Vladimir Putin gleefully holding a model of what looks like Air Force One in his hands. Quote, be wary, quote, be wary of diplomatic missions to Moscow prior to the November elections, Kerry tweeted, with the painting. Uh, given the list is possible, Given the list of possible indictments he faces, Trader Trump may be the first American president to defect. End quote. The actor seems to be suggesting that Trump will make uh, preliminary trips to Russia in an effort to defect should Joe Biden win the presidential uh, election in November. The actor suggests that various... <laughs> Hold on. Keep it together, madman. Keep it together. The actor suggests that various investigations conducted into Trump's alleged ties to the Russians could be that he's facing indictments once he's no longer officially the president of the United States. <laughs> you know how it's all going to go down, don't you? <laughs> you should see this picture. Your art is shit, Jim Carrey. It's horrible. It is so bad. Have you seen it? It's so horrible. Oh, man. Anyway, the political post comes months after uh, Carrey publicly stated that he'll no longer be sharing such paintings. Quote, to me, <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Quote, to me, uh, that was like a time, and it's been a time, where I just wanted to be the lighthouse that was saying, hey, stay off the rocks. You're headed for the rocks, he told Yahoo Entertainment in January. Quote, we still, we're still headed for the rocks, but I've decided, you understand my message. I don't need to be steeped in it anymore. I think after a while, you, you, get, stuck, you get stuck in that kind of stuff. Yeah. However, it didn't take long before the Sonic the Hedgehog actor was uh, back to his old ways, lambasting, lambasting? Let's go with lambasting Trump and his cohorts through artwork. In May, he shared an image of the Grim Reaper giving Donald Trump the middle finger, suggesting that he was jealous of the president's death toll stemming from the handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, it's so horrible. The only time I've seen his art is when it's in a news story. And I'm just like, who would buy this shit? It's horrible, Jim Carrey. Stick to what you know. He also shared a painting of uh, Trump uh, dressed as mayor from the 1975 movie Jaws, <laughs> originally played by Murray Hamilton, demanding that people get in the water even though it's unsafe. See, this one's a little bit better. This one's a little bit better, but it's still shit. God, he's so bad at that. Uh, quote, Trump is willing to risk countless lives to save his economic record. And he has fully become mayor, the mayor from Jaws. 
He wrote in a tweet accompanying the painting. See, he's still a little funny about doing it. I get it, you know. You, he does have a sense of humor. Didn't he have like a video where he like licked up something and posted it on the screen? I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. But stick with stick with what you know. Stay out of the political realm because you really suck at this when it comes to politics. I mean, you really don't know anything, Jim Carrey. You're still talking about fucking Russia? Really? Wow, Hillary Clinton re- really did a good misdirect on that with everybody. As soon as she was out of out of the game, everyone's like all she told like CNN and all her pundit pals was, you know, just tell tell them it's Trump that's in knee deep with the Russians and it's not Biden or myself. She said, must have said. Allegedly. I tried to email her, but I could never no no answer. All right, so let's talk about some real racism. Well, I opened this twice. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Virginia sheriff apologizes to black pastor arrested after pulling a gun in self-defense. Law enforcement in Virginia apologized to a black Christian pastor who was arrested after calling 911 and pulling his legal firearm against a group of white people who now face hate hate crime and assault charges. Shenandoah County Sheriff uh, Timothy Carter announced Friday that prosecutors dropped a charge of brandishing a licensed handgun in self-defense against Pastor Leon McRae Sr., He also said five uh, five people accused of threatening to kill the pastor after trying to dump a refrigerator on his Woodstock property were being charged. McRae, a retired Air Force veteran, described the events leading up to his arrest in a June 7th sermon titled for for times such as this at Lighthouse Church and Marketplace Ministries International. The pastor said he is visiting an apartment property he owns in Edinburgh on June 1st. When he saw a man and a woman dragging a refrigerator to the to his dumpster, they quote jumped in his face when he asked them to leave. They threatened him and returned with three more people, attacking him physically, saying, "Quote they don't give a darn." I bet he's censoring that. That's cute. Quote they don't give a darn about quote my black life and black Black Lives Matter stuff. That does sound like white people. We don't give a darn about my about your black life and black, black the black life matter stuff. And they told him that they would kill him. So being threatened, being threatened and fearing for my life, this is a quote from him. I t- I took and felt compelled to pull my legal concealed weapon to save my life. When I did that, finally these individuals backed up long enough for me to call 911. McCray recounted, calling it a very traumatic experience. Yeah, you don't want to shoot anybody even if they're dicks. Even if they're dicks, I get it. Jeez, God bless the Second Amendment, right? Uh, upon arrival, deputies took McCray's gun while talking to the five individuals. Now, this black guy, when the cops showed up, they probably had their guns drawn. They were pointed at him. They told him to put, lay it down, probably. They probably had to cuff him while they tried to figure everything out. They actually arrested him, though, at that, that time. Upon arrival, deputies took his gun while talking to the five individuals who continued to threaten and yell racial epithets at him. McCray said he was handcuffed in front of the mob and wasn't given a chance to tell his side of the story. He didn't fight. He didn't run. He didn't try to attack anybody. He waited for his day. This is what the story is about, okay? Uh, McCray was quoted as saying, I, I felt literally like I had been lynched without being killed. Uh, indeed, it was the most humiliating, dehumanizing, and damning and violating of event of my life. Quote, I am a pastor, a decorated 24 year Air Force Master Sergeant veteran with no criminal record, he said. He said the deputy, yeah, he said the deputies rushed to judgment by disarming a black male brandishing a gun against five white individuals. But you didn't fight, you didn't run, and it all comes out in the wash. The arrest, quote, would not be tolerated if I was white, he said. Eh, no, if, if a white guy had a gun, they would have been worried about the guy with the gun, no matter what color their skin. Anyway, so... Donnie Richard Salyers, Dennis James Salyers, Farrah Lee Salyers, God, all their cousins, uh, Christopher Kevin Sharp, and Amanda Dawn Salyers are now being held without bond. Sheriff Carter met with McRae two days after the incident. He said four of the five were already charged with assault or trespassing, but after hearing from the pastor, he initiated a review that led to additional charges against all five. Carter said he also urged a prosecutor to drop Drop the weapons charge against McRae. 
Quote, as I told Mr. McRae, if I were faced with similar circumstances, I would have probably done the same thing. Uh, two sheriff's office superiors have been placed on unpaid administrative leave while the investigation continues, Carter said. Attorney Bradley G. Pollock, representing Sharp, told uh, the Washington Post his client and Amanda Sawyers assumed that they had, uh, they had permission to dump the refrigerator in McRae's dumpster before returning it to their own property. Pollock and lawyers for the other Sawyers uh, either declined comment or didn't respond to the post. Quote, I wanted the people of Shenandoah County that I to know that I and the sheriff's office staff appreciate and care about the minority communities, especially our black community. This is from the sheriff. But here's the point. It'll all come out in the wash. It was a racist incident. You had every right to pull that weapon to defend yourself. Thank God he, he, it didn't escalate beyond that. But you surrendered your weapon. You didn't fight the cops. You talked to your lawyer. You talked to the police officer. You talked to some judges. And it all comes out in the wash. This is justice. This is what happens. It was a racist incident. Some assholes come up and say, we don't care about your black life or the black lives matter. It's like, why, why, why bring that up? I mean, that's just, they're obviously idiots. They're obviously racist idiots. It's just mad. You know, a lot of people rush to racism. You know, they'll use racist, thing, racist words when they're mad. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're racist. All right, let's go on to this next story. More states push to make alcohol to go sales permanent. Uh, this story is from Kansas City, Missouri. As businesses were forced to close to help uh, stop the spread of coronavirus, Casey Daiquiri Shop co-owners Calvin Vick and Kinley Strickland weren't sure if they would survive the pandemic. Quote, we didn't know what we were going to do, Strickland told Fox News. Uh, we didn't know what the future of the business was going to be like. Uh, the business suffered because people stopped coming in. Both Vic and Strickland were forced to lay off their employees as a result of the loss in, in revenue. But that all changed after Missouri Governor Mike Parson signed an executive order this past March allowing restaurants and bars to serve alcohol for takeout. Mm, I'll drink to that. Quote, that saved our business, Vic said. We noticed that businesses started picking up and uh, business started picking up and we started uh, getting new faces. Parsons' temporary order was meant to help businesses cut losses and to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Some state leaders in Missouri, however, is it pronounced Missouri? Missouri? (laughs) Missouri, however, said they've wanted the the temporary orders to become permanent legislation. Eh. Quote, Missouri likes to claim that we are pro-business, and this kind of legislation would ensure that we are uh, pro-business by making sure our small businesses, wow, how many times can you say business? That our, that our small businesses and micro businesses have access to resources. <coughs> Excuse me. Said Ashley Bland Manlove. That's her, that's her name. Ashley Bland Manlove. It's not, it is. It does sound depressing. This poor girl's a Democrat too. Is that or is that a dude? Said Ashley Bland, Bland Manlove, a Democrat. In the Missouri House of Representatives, she went on. He or she went on to say, "This is a great way for them to continue to get revenue while all while we all have to distance ourselves." And Missouri is not alone. As the county, damn it, Fox News, you never begin a sentence with "and." Ugh. Anyway, and Missouri is not alone. As the county continues reopening its economies and exploring options to bow, uh, bounce back from the pandemic, more states have been considering permanent alcohol to go go laws. Brew through, bitches. Currently, more than 30 states, uh, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, have implemented emergency measures for restaurants and bars to serve cocktails for delivery and takeout, according to data from the National Restaurant Association. Critics, however, argued that mixing alcohol with takeout is a recipe for disaster. I'm on that side of the argument. Uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, mad, Heartland Chapter told Fox News in a statement, quote, a permanent change to allow curbside alcohol sales could violate open container laws and lead to an increase and drunk driving. But the National Restaurant Association argued that permanent alcohol-to-go sales could help restaurants survive during the health crisis. So far, the restaurant industry has lost over 8 million jobs in roughly 
and roughly $120 billion in lost revenue, National Restaurant Association EVP of Public Affairs Sean Kennedy told Fox News during an interview. Being able to offer these new products like off-premise sales of alcohol represents up to 10% of their revenue right now. From an industry that's on its ropes working with capacity restrictions, that's absolutely crucial. Temporary orders are set to remain in effect in Missouri until the end of the year, with state leaders deciding next year whether to make uh, the to-go alcohol drinks permanent. I think it's good to keep it keep it going for right now. I, I don't think that should be a permanent thing. Um, people are it's, people would be just too tempted to drink and drive, and next thing you know, somebody gets shot on the news, and an Atlanta burns. I mean. Is it fair for me to make that con- run that conclusion here on July? What day is this? June sixteenth, twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty, right? All right. I got about ten minutes left in the show, and I like to do two happier stories. Usually at the end, one or two happier stories at the end. So, see-through coronavirus face masks let hearing impaired physical therapists keep working. Uh, as researchers push for the widespread use of face coverings to combat coronavirus, I say you don't have to use them at all. But if you are working in a hospital, might as well. Um, one health care professional came up with a creative way to help her hearing-impaired employees who, reply, who rely on uh, lip reading to communicate. At Mission Hospital in South Orange County, California, hearing-impaired physical therapist Susan Adams said she became concerned that masking requirements may put her out of a job as she can no longer read lips. However, her supervisor, Michelle Darrow, started sewing uh, protective equipment with a clear panel over the mouth area that would allow Adams to see her co-workers' lip movements. The OC register reported, quote, I had a profound sense of gratitude because without Michelle advocating for me, I wouldn't be working. Adams told the paper. It means so much. It means so much to be able to work. I didn't get choked up during that sentence. Okay. Uh, Barrow has more has made more than 120 custom masks with help from donors, according to local news outlets, with the masks being distributed to patients and colleagues. As Fox News previously reported, researchers have said lockdown measures were insufficient to prevent the further spread of the virus, virus and were advocating for the univer- quote, universal adaptation of face masks by the public as a way to reopen countries before the vaccine was available. Those recommendations came as some states were, were combating a spike in coronavirus cases, including Texas, South Carolina, and Oregon. U.S. surpassed 2 million confirmed cases this week. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you know much about sign languages, but there's uh, many of them, and not all of them are like American Sign Language, where it's all the hands. I mean, a lot of it, uh, just sh- surely you've seen these people who are um, uh, doing the sign language translation and all these new press conferences that people are doing, and you see them there, and it's like they will move their mouths and stuff like that, and some people can pick up on both the hands and the mouths. Um, there's also cueing, where it's like a, a thing where people like talk, they'll speak it, like they're uh, talking, saying it, but they'll do little hand motions and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's really cool. And sometimes, you know, the the lips are needed when it comes to like that. So that makes me come back to C-3PO again. It's like, how could he do like those advanced? So I imagine American Sign Language would be in his repertoire, but not the the cueing thing where it requires mouth movements. It would make more sense if C-3PO had a real human-like mouth, but I think that Anakin would just be too tempted. Got one more story, seven more minutes. I end the show whenever I want to because this is Shock Monkey Radio. It's my damn show. I'll end it whenever I want to. If I want to walk out right now, I will. I will. Not going to. Florida pastor gets ice cream truck on his birthday and hands out free treats. One Florida pastor's birthday wish came true, bringing smiles and sweet treats to his community in the hot summer sun. Remember, it's summer. It's summer outside. People are setting off fireworks and stuff. Go check it out. <laughs> Pastor Bill Losasso, who founded the Florida Dream Center to help those in hopeless situations, uh, wanted to celebrate his 73rd birthday as he did at 17, driving an ice cream truck around for a day. Quote, I got to relive my dream, Losasso told Fox 13. It was a really cool birthday present, and I got to share, with, share it with all my friends here. His daughter rented a truck for him Saturday, and he handed out uh, hundreds of ice cream treats for free to kids and adults of all ages. Quote, times are times is hard right now. That's endearing as hell, isn't it? Times is hard right now, and, and the little bit they do goes a long way for us. A man named Ration 
<laughs> Rashawn told the local Fox affiliate, Florida. <laughs> that's how people talk. That's how people talk down there. Times is hard right now. <laughs> Uh, he said recipients of the treats said they haven't had an ice cream truck visit the area for more than a year. Damn. That's depressing. You know, we're lucky, EK. It's like every every other, I don't know, like twice a week we hear the same same ice cream truck rumble through the neighborhood playing Christmas music in the middle of summer. We know what it is. It's like, and we forgive you for playing Christmas music in the middle of summer. But, uh... <laughs> We know it's because you're selling ice cream. We, we let it go. Anyway, the Florida Dream Center, which helps the homeless and combats human trafficking, among other ministries, gives away. <coughs> let me clear my throat. Gives away 25,000 pounds of food every weekend, adding up to 1.5 million pounds of food a year. Marvin Hillman, who drives a crazy ice cream truck year round, watched in amazement. Quote, it's a beautiful it's beautiful, it's great, it's a blessing, Hillman told Fox 13. I thank God I'm here to be part of it. We have more, pe- we have more people like him in the world. It would definitely be a better world. He's just happy he didn't have to work today. So, <laughs> good, I don't have to do it. It's like giving away free ice cream, like unlimited free ice cream in that truck. That's got to cost a pretty penny to his friends uh, coughed up to let him do that. And that's, I, I think this is the point is that, you know, it's, it's simple little pr- pleasures like this. It's fireworks that'll help you out. Shoot off some fireworks with friends. Sneak across the state lines. Smug- <laughs> Smuggle some fireworks. Don't tell them I told you to do that. But go ahead. Have some summer fun with your friends. I think we're all going to be okay. All right? I know it's, I know it's depressing out there. It's hard to live. <laughs> you know look at it it's hard to look at it and say hey it could be worse it really could <clears throat> and i think there's um a large percentage of the american population that does not live in the larger urban centers and ha- has to deal with the repercussions of uh rioters and burnt down businesses and so forth I mean, I live in, you know, we're FXPG Public Radio, but I live in Spotsylvania County. I rarely go downtown. EK's always like, oh, we need to get a place downtown. And I was like, well, I don't want to have to start carrying a gun. You know, so, I mean, it's, there's a lot of us that have the freedom, have the largesse, I guess, to just shoot off fireworks, go get some ice cream from the ice cream truck, ask him why he's playing the damn Christmas music every single time, every single time. It's May. Because, I mean, EK, he, I, I'm serious. He's he spent hundreds of dollars on this guy. Hundreds of dollars on this ice cream truck guy. And I don't think EK has ever once said, what's the deal with the Christmas music? Because I'm sure he went up to the ice cream truck and was like, hey, do you have what I want? And he's like, yes, I have what you want. And it was like, well, I don't give a shit about the music then. But if you ever come up there and it's like, do you have the chocolate eclairs on a stick thing I like? And it's like, no, we're all out. And it's like, what's the deal with the damn music? No rocket pops? Why do I have to listen to Silent Night? <laughs> I get this bad news. <laughs> You're going to ruin Christmas for me too? <laughs> Maybe I'll clip that. Madman's mad at the ice cream truck guy. <laughs> anyway, it's it's almost 7 o'clock. I ran it out. I ran out the time. I, I, I can vamp for a while. I can kill time if I need to. Um, so I'm closing all my notes. I'm going to start shutting down my computer. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I advise you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. Go over to uh, shock, uh, patreon.com slash fxbgpublicradio, you know, if you don't like my show, or both. Go to both and become a patron. You know, we would really appreciate it. There's a way you can get credits at the end of our shows. It's like you can have your name up there. And it's like, hey, free credits. If you go over to patreon.com slash fxbgpublicradio, uh, please go do that. Go look look for look for me on social media. Look for Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook. Yeah, you can follow me. I'm on Twitter and stuff like that. Just look for the hashtags. You know, Shock Monkey Radio, uh, FXBG Public Radio. Look for those. I'm sure you'll find me sooner or later. Um, go over to YouTube. Go to YouTube channel. I make clips of these videos, uh, little little segments and so forth. So go over to uh, Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. 
And, you know, like, share, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. But remember, all the video content is available for patrons over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I need 31 of you, and the 31st person who becomes a patron gets a million euros. Wink, wink. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.